2: welcome back to what's next for those of you just tuning in this is a podcast that Laura and myself put together in order to have really difficult conversations with a solution-based outlook so we sit down with people of interest whether that's experts in fields or well-known celebrities and talk about topics that interest them but today we're going to switch it up a bit and do something a little bit different
0: today we decided to turn the tables i suppose and speak about uh, speak about ourselves mm. and be more authentic and try and figure out what it is that that we've experienced and the changes that we want to make and how our past experiences or traumas or maybe actually a certain point or a certain situation in our life has changed the way we are today. And for me, there are quite a few, I think, for you as well, from what I know. Yeah. Would you be able to pinpoint one that has really significantly changed your life or do you think there's many, many situations in your life that have made your life different?
2: I think there are many, but I think um, there are some that have had more of a lasting impact than others and I really like this topic today talking about the moments that shape us because I think so often we just think our opinions are just the way they are because and we don't look at the impacts of our outside surroundings of our circumstance and all of those things that have shaped our opinions the more we reflect the more we can understand and then be open to um,
0: change, really. To change, Well, right? to change. And growth, I don't.
2: I think growth. I don't think it's always necessarily that you know the those pivotal moments are bad. Sometimes they can be enlightening, and sometimes yeah. they can have changed you in a good way. But yeah. I think by understanding them, you're more open to other people's perspective because you know that your opinions aren't innate and they aren't just there because they're right.
0: I always find it just interesting when you speak to someone you get to know someone whether it's an acquaintance or or it's a new person that you meet or it is at a, at a, wherever it may be and what it what what part changed them Mm. I always find that really really if you know if the interest Mm. is there and if it's not just a superficial Mm. relationship but I always find that really interesting I'm always curious to know how anyone got to where they are because I think by the time we meet and no matter on, on whatever level that may be you must have gone through something. And everyone has. (laughs)
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think sometimes people think these um, pivotal moments have to be huge. No. But they can be small and they can be good. They can be bad. They can be so many different things. But the point is, is they've contributed to the person that you are. So now, you are a person that I know very, very well. But I don't know everything about you. And I think these... These conversations are important, even between very close friends Mm. and people that know each other to get a a deeper level of understanding. Yeah. So I'm going to make you go first on this one. Okay. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. Right. So my first question is, is, what is your most momentous moment that rings true in your mind when you think of something that has had a lasting impact, not only maybe emotionally, but in the way you now act?
0: Oh, my God. I don't think there is one. I mean, I think there are moments that I'm incredibly proud of. There is a time when I spoke about in front of a lot of people about the, my grandparents surviving the Holocaust. There are, there are moments when I, I have achieved things that I never thought achievable, which is something as simple as learning how to type at a very quite, quite late age um, in life those are things that are definitely pivotal for me but I've also had some really really dark times in my life and I think I think what a lot there is one event that I would define as Mm life-changing there is definitely one and that is quite a while ago I was in my mid-20s and I was living in Los Angeles and I was in a relationship with a wonderful man he was he was in recovery at the time, which is, I mean, for those of you who don't know, he was in recovery from addiction. He was a former addict. And I'd known that when I met him, I didn't really know to what degree. He was a guitar player and a very well-respected guitar player as well. And we had actually a really beautiful relationship, it was very, you know, it was courted by him. And, and it was, yeah, it was wonderful. It was, we had, it was a really beautiful, deep connection. And I don't really know. I don't ever talk about it. So it's it's really hard to kind of find the words really to, to express what happened. But there was one night that changed my life, which is the night that he had relapsed. Um, and I didn't really understand at the time all that much. I understood obviously what recovery was and I understood what addiction is to some degree I just never really I've never been in a situation where someone close to me had died from it so Mm. that was so he died he died he overdosed in my flat um and um I was not there I was there with him just really up until it happened and it's kind of a sliding doors moment a friend of mine came over and she said um she said, "It. this is a really bad environment. You need to get out. I'm going to take you. And I, th- I, th- I thought, I'll just stay. I think I should look after him. And then I thought, no, I'll leave. And two hours later, he was dead. And um, even though I had nothing to do with it, obviously, how do, how do you explain that to his parents? You know, mm-hmm. how do you explain that to his friends? How do you... We were, you know, he was living with me. So it was... It was a... I... I've, literally it's hard, it's it's hard for me to put it into words because it was such a traumatic experience and the but the fallout from it was so much more traumatic because i then had to obviously go to the funeral to face his family and sort of to carry some of the guilt for his death i suppose mm-hmm. because it did happen in my environment um again even if This isn't something i understood at the time or or anything that i shared or took part of it was still i was still a part of it because Mm -hmm. i I was his girlfriend or you know life partner as we called each other um so i went to the funeral i was sort of treated at the funeral as as kind of like i think almost like an angel of death that's how i would describe it and and I and then I mean already that that in itself is sort of probably the the darkest moment that I can imagine of my life that I've ever had and so i um I when he passed away, I feel like I lost everything. I had moved to Los Angeles, which was my dream. I had met the guy of my dreams, I had a wonderful full life, and everything in front of me, and I was very young, I was in my twenties, and I thought nothing can can go wrong and then Mm. all of it was taken away within you know a rash decision of someone making in an hour or two or however long Mm. um and i was told actually at his funeral maybe out of spite or maybe i don't know i i I don't mean this in a bitter way because i've made peace with all of it um but Mm. i i was told that he had passed away knowingly that he was infected with HIV and hepatitis so I then made a decision that only probably someone in their mid-20s would make and that was that I would never get tested and that I would never be with anyone else again and then I that I would probably pass away from the diseases and that I that is my and that is the way my life was going to turn out um, obviously I wouldn't make that decision today and luckily I've never put myself in that position again but I made that decision then and I moved back home, I packed up everything I moved back in with my mother, moved back to Germany and spent the next year living with the knowledge that I kept to myself that I would not make it and that I didn't have much time left and I really didn't do very much in that during that year I it was sort of a, just a year of darkness and depression because my partner died I'd I'd left the town I loved I everything was gone so I kind of spent a bed a year in bed I think more or less and on the 6th of May that year I went to see my old doctor my childhood doctor I had to get a certificate from him for um for my insurance, just just like a general checkup. And I said to him, he's the only person I ever actually confided in. I said to him, listen, I know you need to, to do blood tests, but don't test me for HIV or hepatitis because I told him the story and I said, I already know I have it and I don't, you know, I don't want to know, so just don't test me. And he did, even though I asked him not to. And on May 10th, I went in to see him and he set me down. He said, look... I um, I got your results back and I want to let you know that you are negative. Wow.
2: With everything. What a relief. And that
0: is the day my life changed. On May 10th, my life. And, and literally every single year on May 10th, I just feel like it's not my birthday. My birthday is April 7th, but May 10th is for me my birthday because that's the moment I decided to change my life. Have I made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. since then and done silly things 100%? But it profoundly changed me and it gave me a second lease on life and I thought I will never, ever, ever do anything to jeopardize Mm. my life again, ever. Or someone else's for that matter.
2: I mean, in that story, there's so many um, different moments and levels to it. You know, the despair of losing everything, the living in fear, all of these different things. What do you think has had a lasting effect in your outlook on life, in your interactions with other people, or just kind of you as a person
0: today? I think the first thing that I needed to do was to... um to forgive myself mm. and understand and, and and to forgive everyone else and to find a place of peace. And I think whenever I am in a situation that is difficult, I now think back of how lucky I am. So mm. I think that is the most profound change that has happened because once you've seen or experienced that darkness for me you mm. know everyone has their own story i knew i made it back from that and i think that's that's probably the biggest change that has happened and also, is that a perspective moment for you then like it yeah it's perspective it's, but it's also emotional because Yeah because you have people have to heal you yeah. know and i think even now you know i i i well up because i because there because i've I've come so far since then and and i don't mean this in in a in a you know i'm so grand i've come so far i've come far in terms of being able to view the situation with nothing but love and Mm. and peacefulness and hoping that he's in a better place and and so are so are his parents because no parent should ever have to bury their child ever oh gosh, for anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no friend should have to lose their friend. No, it, this is a horrific disease, and you know, this is another. This is definitely a topic for another show that we mm. will have. But I've come to understand that life ebbs and flows, and things change, and things happen. But you are the master of your feelings. Mm. I think in the end,
2: do you think that you went through a self blaming period, or
0: for sure, yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think I'm like that anyway. As, mm. as a person, I very often like to people please and like to, you you know that, yeah. I say sorry I a lot. I have to say I do yeah. know this. Um, I know. do say sorry a lot. I don't have a problem with it. People seem to have a problem with it sometimes. So you you don't have to apologize all the time, but mm. I think that's just... The nature of who I am—it's—it's mm. it's always genuine. Mm. It's never—it's never put on. But mm. yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, what was your question? Yeah, it, no,
2: uh, I—I just—I was just asking if you went through a period of self-blaming. I know that a lot of people. Yeah, I did.
0: I did. I mean, of course, I did. I—I I, I, a million times you go through what you could have done differently with the signs. That obviously you do that, but I think ultimately the decision was not was not mine. Yeah. and ultimately this is a really 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 deadly disease that he just succumbed to and yeah. and that the aftermath of what happens after you you as an addict don't consider yeah because nothing yeah. really matters to you you it's the same I think for anyone that commits suicide or that yeah. you know that the things you leave behind the people you care I mean it's mm. we we were lucky to have Matt Haig on our show who wrote um, the book reasons to stay alive and mm. And that's something I, I think about a lot. I, I, obviously, I love Matt anyway, but I think it's it, it's the mess you leave behind when you yeah. make that choice, you know. I think
2: sometimes we forget how intertwined our lives are with so many yeah. of the surrounding people around us. I'm not just talking about in a suicide or death situation. Yeah. In any situation, it's very easy to see uh, you know, life through our own lens and, and forget how every single one of our actions intertwines and affects other people completely yeah. and i think
0: at the same time yes i've taken responsibility for my part i've forgiven myself i've also learned that that sometimes in life that you cannot control everything mm. you just gotta let go yeah. i think and, yeah. and turn it over at times i think
2: that's a nice lesson you cannot control everything other than your own actions yeah and yeah. just
0: be a better person i believe and it's nice to act actually i'm glad we talked about this today even though i was i, it's a I lot. yeah it's a lot. always really has i've never shared it before and I, I don't really ever speak about it i never share the story I, I haven't spoken about it in years i think um i'm glad i did today i hope oh, it helps someone thank you for sharing with thank us you. because that, that was
2: hugely emotional and i know that's it's very hard to Thank be so listening. raw and honest, especially on a public platform.
0: So, but I think we invite people to be to be raw and to be honest, and I think it's only fair that we maybe turn the tables on us. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. And with agree. that,
2: oh, and with that, da, da, da.
0: <laughs> no, with that lot. Um, I know you've been through ups and downs. I know you've you've travelled a lot. I know you've lived a very full life for being yeah. a very young adult and um, I wonder if there's a pivotal moment in your life that Mm. you would say has changed your outlook on life or your trust in people, your belief in people or in yourself or is there anything Mm. that comes to mind right now that you would say and it doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to. You know no, what I of, mean? Course, it of course, of no course. Yeah, it to there's be. A,
2: there's a couple of things. I mean, I, I I do have one one kind of pivotal time in my life, and I want to preface that with the other parts that have very much shaped who I am is um, travel and living in other countries. I think before I moved around so much and went into cultures and countries that I didn't know about, I think I was quite small minded about what is the right way of life and successful life and happy life and the more Mm. I have traveled and the more I've seen has opened my eyes to there are so many different ways of living and my happy is not someone else's happy and my success is not someone else's success so that is something that I I try to bring along with me kind of everywhere I go and whatever scenario I'm in I think like you, gosh! All the really tumultuous ones are a relationship. I mean, mine. Uh, why is that? I, why is that boys? Boys, you know, boys and girls actually. And
0: girls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Girls have also broken my heart. Yeah, oh, but yeah.
2: I think I think these are the times where we leave ourselves most most vulnerable. And so yeah. uh, you know, when you when you really open up to someone, it does leave you open in every sense of the word. And you know, you are there to feel the highs and lows at their extremes. Um, I had a really terrible relationship in my early 20s, I mean this person was just a piece of work and he really flipped on how I viewed people I guess afterwards because he was a very charming person like most of them are and just completely had a separate life was um, Very deceitful and emotionally manipulative. And do you did you know that at the time, or
0: is this in hindsight?
2: Not at all. Not at all. I have to say, at the beginning of the relationship, I did have a gut feeling, and I ignored it. And you know how 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 could it? How could I believe my gut feeling when you know he's saying all these things and doing all of these things and showing me a snippet? of the person, of who he was. And I realized that people can really, really guide you in how you perceive them by showing you just a certain part of their life. And I think that I actively participated in it because, you know, once you... And I was in my early 20s, mind you, and... Also interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And once you start getting into a relationship, you... So, well, I, not you, I Um, I had my rose-tinted glasses on and I wanted to kind of believe everything, even when certain things weren't adding up. And I remember he went home to Australia with me and my parents hated him. <laughs> but not for anything other than they could just see that he was lying about so many different things. And I just, I vividly remember, I was trying to explain a situation to my parents. Of something that he told me. And I was like. No. But this and this and this. And, this. and when I was explaining it back. I'm like. Oh. Everything that he told me. Actually doesn't make sense. But when he said it. It made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you just kind of become enamored by it. And it, it, it got to the situation where. <clears throat> my place got raided by cops oh my god um yeah to this day i don't know what it was i think he told me parking fines he'd been arrested (laughs) yeah Yeah. parking fines of course he'd been arrested i mean it was a whole big palaver and he had an answer for everything Um, I eventually ended up having to go back home to Australia because it, it was just a shambles and, uh, you know, my parents were like, you know what, come home.
0: Isn't it funny uh, how we end yeah. up going you go, home, yeah. how lucky we are actually, yeah. fortunate to have, to have parents alive and understanding that where well, you can just crawl home and basically... You,
2: do. I, think you, yeah. I think
0: when it gets bad, you know, you... You want your mum. You want your mum. You um...
2: <clears throat> but yeah so i went home and then it just gets worse oh, no. <laughs> um so yeah i was home a couple of months and my sister takes a screenshot um of facebook and by this point i didn't follow him and um was like does he who shall not be named <laughs> does he have a kid and i was like what absolutely not we had been living together for two years if he couldn't possibly have a kid, yeah, he it. has <gasps> captioned. Listen, hun, he had captioned this photo. I never lied. You're just out of the loop. Boom. Wait, what? Yeah, I never lied. You're just out of the loop. Boom. And here's the thing: we Is, have, was this
0: directed was, towards.
2: Yeah, directed towards me. You know, and. It it was was one of those situations where once we were done, it got really nasty and everything like that. And it's awful, but what was even more awful for me is that everybody knew and everybody that we went on holiday with and, you know, even the girls that we went on holiday with. And for me, that like...
0: Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Was this kid, um, was this child made when you were together or...
2: Um from what i understand it was uh, the the kid was born i think maybe 3 months into our relationship so he had a woman pregnant oh when God. we started getting into the relationship oh my God. and didn't give me didn't, any... didn't give me an active decision on whether this was what i wanted to be a part of you know uh, and you
0: guys lived together as and well and we
2: and we did, and we lived together and he just lied every single day that we were together to the point where i'm like I, I can't even believe if he went out for coffee or not. Just When someone layers upon layers upon layers of lies...
0: But that's go, gaslighting, really, to make to you, make, to shift your reality, right? To oh, make you and wonder per, whether you're...
2: Everything, and you, you think you're going crazy right. because also there's always, even when in your mind you're like, okay, this isn't making sense, there's always an answer for everything, and then somehow it's your fault and all of these things... And I remember speaking to him afterwards, and he didn't even think he'd done anything wrong.
0: Did he admit to it?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah, yeah, He admitted to it, but didn't think he'd done anything wrong. He was like, well, you told me you wouldn't date someone with a kid. I was like, oh, so you just didn't tell me? Okay, wonderful.
0: For real? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This this actually, I mean, obviously what you went through is horrific, but this shocks me
2: yeah yeah just
0: quickly because with regards to humanity i know know,
2: and now i can look back and like i just i mean i have to laugh at the situation and i'm just like what what a piece of work and everything but at the time it was like my life was falling apart i was like you know i was and i'm actually happy that i found out about you know the kid and everything maybe um uh, a couple of months after we'd split up because i had had enough time and space to regain my stance on reality um so it wasn't as traumatic for me as if i had found out at the time i like i would have just had a full breakdown well
0: this is what i kind of wanted to know um a lot of people go through breakups go through a heartbreak Mm. how long did it take you and how did you recover
2: do you know what? It took me very quickly because I realized I didn't love the person that he was. I felt entrapped in a situation. So you were so,
0: able to view that.
2: Yeah. So I, well, I, I, to be honest, I felt a relief, you know, when it had broken up. But yes. I was still, I guess, slightly humiliated and a of bit... A which bit. There's
0: no obviously. No, I mean, I did know, nothing we, we, wrong. We both know there's
2: no reason to. Yeah. But it is humiliating on on a level have, being the last person to know about yeah. any situation, and I think it did shape how I enter into um, any type of new person situation. I'm more inquisitive now. I don't think I'm. I'm not bitter. I don't ever try and come at something with that, you know, people will have that extent of deception and that sort of stuff. I think that was really a one off case. But I.
0: Are you still in contact? Oh, gosh, no. No. Gosh, no, no
2: think and it, but it did. I in contact
0: with his friends at no, all No, 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 okay. no,
2: That was just a clean, like a clean cut. I mean, yeah. there was a little bit afterwards of back and forth because yeah. you know of because, just because you do. <laughs> no, just because of actually situations we were still tied up in and everything oh, like God. that. So I mean, it was it was it was quite messy. But in terms of wanting that person to still be a part of my life, I just felt uh, like a really. That energy had left you know that you don't realize is riding you and you don't realize that you're making space for and making excuses for something that is actually harmful
0: to you you completely. know completely
2: but yeah i mean i that was that was a huge learning i feel like that was very much a growing up lesson in my life
0: yeah where would you say so for someone listening to this thinking okay i've listened to these two ladies and and you know, these are very different stories, but mm. but both have shaped us. From your point of view, what advice would you give your younger self um, at the time? what what would you have done differently or what yeah, what advice would you give your younger self probably at the time? Would it be to listen to your gut or you know yeah. that kind of thing?
2: I think I think, of course, yes, listen to my gut, but I think also just to ask more questions about a situation, mm. like I was very much you told me something, okay. Okay, and I actively participated in ignorance and on, on some level because I think something in me knew things weren't adding up, and I didn't want them not to add up. Yeah, you know. So I think that if if there are questions that you have asked them, because you know, there's 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 no harm. There should be no harm to another person by asking a question. If someone's getting angry at you for asking a question or making you feel like you're a terrible person for wanting to understand the entirety of a situation, it is for a far more sinister reason than they just don't feel like talking, yes. or then you're just nagging, or it's annoying yes. you or something. And you should never, you should never blame yourself for wanting uh, honesty. Yeah. What about you?
0: I was just starting to think about what my answer would be as you just as you in the last few <laughs> seconds because I, I and I I really cannot I I really don't think there's any advice I could give myself because I mm. think when something like that happens to you what I did essentially was what I probably thank God I'm not in that situation today but mm obviously dating someone that is that is very ill is, is one thing that you think about but you that's not something that would hold me back today but I do think I I did the right thing in terms of Dealing with mm. the downfall and the depression and the aftermath. Would you
2: maybe um, would you maybe research the illness or addiction? I probably would more? do
0: that. I probably would be better informed about that, and I probably also would have gotten tested immediately. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I yeah. definitely wouldn't have that sort of democlass is a hanging over me for mm. all these for, for a whole year or more, over a year and a half. I probably would have not. I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. I know now, anyways, that mm. you can have a great life living with hiv because i have friends that have that that have mm. been infected so and i want to that's something that i do want to say because lately actually there's been a lot in the press about that and i'm yeah. sure we, we're not going to go into details but you can have a wonderful full life without and i'm lucky that i don't, that i'm not having to do that but i think ha- i should have had the guts to just get tested mm. so i would always that's probably the biggest difference that i would do but other than that i think mourning someone and allowing yourself to mourn however long it takes and you know grief is a grief is a weird one I <laughs> grief know. is a tricky tricky situation because it hits you at times when you least expect it and mm-hmm. it hits you in different moments and i think i think allowing myself and ha- you know having generous enough parents to allow myself to to allow me to just yeah. be made the difference so, um what have I learned from it?
2: Everything. Everything and nothing. <laughs>
0: everything uh, to appreciate life, you know, yeah. to appreciate every day, to find beauty in as Anne Frank said, in everything and just to, to just to appreciate being alive, being healthy, being happy and and not to dwell on, on the dark things all yeah. that much.
2: <laughs> and don't sweat the small stuff, you know. Don't sweat I, the small stuff I, so much, yeah. I, I also, yeah. like, for me, uh, one of the big, like, lessons was this too shall pass. I yeah, think exactly. when I was, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. l- reflecting, it wasn't the end of the world, but in my mind, when things were the end of the world and I was like, well, it
0: kind of is the end of the world if it's all your friends and if it's, you know, if it's people that you travel with and mm. that you hang out with, it I it, these things can be the end of the world for someone, yeah. for someone young and impressionable. And I think when and you're in your pass. early twenties, you and are. The, and they and pass. The this they too shall pass. pass. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. I think this is all the time we have. I want to say a huge thank you, first of all, to everyone who listens to this podcast because we started this in lockdown, mm. and here we are a year later. And the world is still a little crazy (laughs) things are still up and down and I just want to say yeah a massive thank you to all the listeners and to every guest that has come on and to our future guests we have some really great guests booked in and I'm very excited to do this podcast with you and thank you Laura
2: well thank you so much for sharing today Lau that was uh, I know that was incredibly difficult so I I just wanna show my appreciation. I also wanna to say to all of our listeners, if you would like to share with us, would love to hear maybe moments that have shaped you and what yeah. you've learned from certain situations, you can tweet me at DJ Laura Fraser or tweet Laura at Laura Podelska. And we will be back with another what's next.
0: See you soon.
1: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)